Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first Joy Journal call. I have to tell you, I am like a little kid in a candy shop because I've been waiting for this call, and I've also had my Joy Journal now for a few weeks and have um, been referring to it a few times to put the emails out and do stuff, and it has been really hard to not get in there and start filling stuff up on the pages and just diving right in. So I have been waiting for Monday, May 8th, to come along, and I am thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled to have Rebecca joining us on this joy journey. Rebecca, do you want to say hi to everybody? Yes, hello, everyone, and I'm so honored to be with you and really happy to be sharing this topic with you. It's one of my favorite topics. I could talk all day, every day on it, so thank you so much for inviting me. And we are ready to jump in for our 12-week program. Let me tell you all a little bit about what we're going to do on today's call. So we'll start the call off by um, both Rebecca and I will share a little bit about our own personal journeys with joy so you can get to know us a little bit better. And then we'll dive right into the joy journal and week one and our theme for week one. Rebecca will share a couple of insights with us about the best way to use the journal and some of the tips and insights she has as she created this journal, as well as both Rebecca and I will talk a little bit about the theme for this week, about what brings you joy. And then um, we'll end this up with the logistics and all of the details on our 12-week journey together. I know most of you, if not all of you, hopefully are on the email list and receiving the emails. And if not, I'll talk to you about um, how you can contact Rebecca and I so you can make sure you're getting those. And then we'll end it with open discussion, questions, conversation, whatever we have time left for at the end of that. So that's what we're going to be doing here today. And thrilled to have all of you joining us for this journey into deepening our joy. So with that, let me turn it over to Rebecca. And Rebecca, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey with joy and how you got to where you are today? Oh, yes, thank you. I will, and I think it will help people. I was in a bookstore in Auburn, my old hometown, and I was talking about Joy Journal, and I heard one of the women turn to her friend and say, I'll bet she's just one of those people that, you know, happiness and joy is easy for her. And um, so I just want to share with you that that is not actually the case. I was uh, born into a home of poverty, neglect, a little bit of abuse, and it was not an easy path. And my, uh, there was also a lot of death at a young age. Uh, my um, father died, and then a couple weeks later, my mother died. And then I had two sisters also who were so unhappy in their lives that they chose to end their lives. And I have, I'm the youngest of five, 
and the sister who's a little bit older than me, she and I have had a different experience in life than our older siblings. Our older siblings never could recover from this tough childhood. And so I was trying to figure out uh, with my sister, what's different with us? And one of the things that was different is that we, we kept choosing over and over and over again that we didn't want to be victims. And we wanted to have and create a happy life for ourselves. So in a way, we kept choosing joy over and over and over again. And I did have to choose it. and I did have to create it. I kind of had to start my life from scratch um, because after my parents passed away, I had kind of a Cinderella experience and went to go live with my aunt and uncle. And they did things differently. And I was really lucky that I had a peek into what a joyful, happy, non-victimy life could be. And so that put me on um, the path to that. So I just share that with you because um, joy is, it's not a challenge for me. I don't suffer from depression, which a lot of people do. I'm really lucky in that way. But I do find that I have to keep choosing joy over and over again. And I read about it and I think about it. And I think maybe we all do. And that's a little bit about um, my story, Amina. And would you mind sharing your own, too, as to, you know, why joy is an important topic for you? Yes, I would love to. And that's a beautiful, beautiful share, Rebecca. Thank you for sharing that. So my journey with uh, joy was a little bit accidental, as I find that sometimes the best journeys in life are. And I was going through what I like to jokingly call a quarter-life crisis. I had uh, a great job, was living in a great place. If you looked at my life from the outside looking in, I think the word great would cover it. Everything was rocking and rolling and going my way. And yet inside, I was just not quite happy. I couldn't quite figure out how to get to that place of happy um, and feeling quite guilty about it, to be honest. I had everything going for me, so why am I not happy when everything seems to be going my way? And so I started to realize through a series of events that um, as I kind of grew more and more frustrated, despondent, you know, what is it that I'm lacking? What is the next thing I need? What is the next experience that I need to have to kind of chase this elusive dream of happy? I started to realize that really if I did just one little thing every single day that brought me joy, that moment I felt so alive and so connected and so part of this whole world, it kind of got me through the day. And I realized it wasn't big fancy trips different places. It wasn't buying something, buying something expensive or any of those types of things. It was really simple things. And one of, one of the stories, um, those of you who know me know how much I absolutely love cupcakes. And at the time, this is many years ago, and the cupcake craze had just started where stores were opening that would sell cupcakes. And uh, close to where I lived in Washington, D.C., Georgetown Cupcake had opened. And they had these cupcakes that were literally divine. And I found that just taking the time to sit and savor one cupcake and truly enjoy it brought me so much joy. I start to realize things like going for a walk every day would bring me so much joy. And um, having a cup of tea with my mom would bring me so much joy. 
And it was really the simple things, the little things, not the not the big things, not the big goals, the vision boards, the hopes and dreams I had. It was all these like tiny things that sometimes only took a few minutes to do, singing along with a song on a radio. All of these things started to bring me joy. Well, fast forward a few years and I got sick. I was physically very ill and I just didn't have the energy to go and do the things that I was used to doing. Um, some of you, I'm sure, can already tell. Those of you who don't know me, I'm sure you can already tell from my emails. I'm like, I'm on the go. I like to move. I've got things to do. I'm always coming up with new ideas. And so being ill and just not having the energy to do that was a really big adjustment for me. Um, it was so bad that I would take a shower, and by the end of the shower, after I washed my hair and did all that, and I got a, I'd have to lay down on my bed for 30 minutes just to get energy back up to do the next thing. And what I found in that year that I was low energy and not doing nearly as much as I wanted to, barely getting my client deliverables done on time, any of that stuff happening, um, that year I made more money than I had ever made in my career. I actually won some awards from different clients, and I thought, this is the first time I have not been on the go, give, 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 always doing something, always moving, and it has probably been one of my most successful years. And so I realized through both of these life experiences that the little joys, the taking a minute for yourself, the laying down after a shower because you just didn't have the energy to keep going, those little things were actually the big things. And thus began my journey to just start adding a little bit more joy, start learning how to say no to the things that robbed me of my joy, which was in and of itself a whole other journey, and just adding two minutes three minutes, four minutes, maybe 30 on some crazy days of joy into my life and allowing things to start flowing to me instead of making them happen. So that is a little bit about my background on how I came to uh, realizing the power of joy in my life. Well, that's very nice, Amina. Thank you. So, Rebecca, we're all very excited, I think, to jump into this uh, joy journal. Do you want to talk a little bit about how did this how did this come to be? How did this wonderful book come to be in existence? It was a response to questions I kept receiving from people. I just turned 56 and I have been so lucky and so blessed to live a very happy, successful life. And um, my Older children, they asked me, you know, Mom, what is the secret to your success? And I would have friends that would come up or business associates. And I kept receiving the same questions again. For example, I've been happily married for 30 years. And people would say, boy, you know, how did that happen? I've been really blessed to enjoy good health um, my a whole life. You know, and knock on wood, I have every expectation that I will con- uh, hopefully continue to enjoy good health as I get older. I've been able to experience good business success. I'm the CEO of homeschool.com, which is the number one homeschooling site on the Internet. And it was a labor of love that turned out well. So I kind of went into some introspection, and I wanted to sincerely answer their question. And I realized that for me, I kind of operate my life with a series of, like, rules or guidelines. And they really are mindsets. And, and I realized that 
it was these mindsets that is why I did not go on the same path as my siblings did. They, you know, why I didn't go down the unhappy path like they did. And so I wrote Joy Journal as a response to that, where I tried to identify 10 to 12 of my mindsets, my rules that have made the biggest difference in my life. And I wrote it in the form of a journal just because for me, I am a journaler. I think best when I have a pen in my hand. Obviously, you know, I'm a writer. And I also like to journal because it slows me down where I can really go deeply into my thinking, my feelings. Otherwise, I tend to move very quickly through life. And journaling is like a little mini vacation for me in the morning. But I recognize, too, that not everybody is a journaler. And I don't think that the importance of joy journal is the journal itself or the journaling experience itself. I, at least my hope is that it's the mindsets that are in the book, the different way of looking at life and the shift in the thinking that I think can benefit people the most. So what led to um, putting the journal together, Rebecca? Well, I had taken a writing class um, and I came back and it just it just flowed through me. I wrote it in three days. It was one of those kind of beautiful divine experiences. And it's only had one uh, draft and it was just like I was meant to write it. And um, if you don't mind, Amina, I would like to go right into week one and why I started with that concept, I think that, that idea. Great. Okay, yeah, wonderful. Okay, so the first one that came up is, now remember that this is just a response to how I've been able to live my own happy life. So take it for what it's worth. This is not hard and fast rules. Mostly it's just kind of permission to even think about joy because most of the times when we're grown up, you know, nobody says what will bring you joy. Nobody asks you what will make you happy. Uh, mostly it's just you should do this, you should do that. So week one is the question, what brings you joy? And for many of us, this may be the first time anybody has ever asked us this question. So I like to um, approach life as a series of experiments. And I call this kind of the joy experiments. So for a week, I decided, okay, I'm going to play a game here. And I'm every day and throughout the day, throughout each day, I'm going to ask myself, what will bring me joy today? And I was very surprised uh, at the answer. So, for example, on one day, it was going to the mall was the answer. Another day, it was resting and having pizza. Another day, joy came in the form of productivity or walking long miles. Um, and one day, uh, no matter what I did, I was not able to experience joy. I kept following that prompting, what will bring me joy? But for some reason, I couldn't get to a joyful state. And I realized that, boy, that's okay too. Because in the beginning of the week, my goal, I thought, if I just ask myself this prompt um, every day throughout the day, I will be able to experience 100% A plus joy all day, every day. And I discovered that not only was it not possible, at least for me, it wasn't even desirable. I needed that rest state. And that one day when no matter what I could do, what I did, I 
didn't get that kind of that joy response to it. I didn't get what I wanted. It was because I wasn't supposed to have it. And that was a very interesting experience for me, too, that there was a lesson in there in me not experiencing joy that day. So I would encourage people to figure out um, what brings you joy and what doesn't bring you joy. In fact, in the beginning, you probably have to give a lot of thought to what does joy even feel like for you? And that's really important because that will help you figure out, you'll pay attention to, oh, I'm not in joy right now. Why not? Is it because I'm tired? Did I forget to eat? Do I have some automatic negative thought going on? Uh, Am I shooting all over myself, just doing I should do this, I should do this, I should do this, instead of what I choose to do, what I want to do, what brings me joy? You know, am I living my life to make somebody else happy? So I think that this week is going to be really, really powerful for you. And in fact, um, it's been a while since I've done this particular experiment for myself. And when I was thinking about it, I thought, I've got a busy week. I don't have time to play this experiment. I don't have time for joy this week. I've got to get a bunch of stuff done. And isn't that an interesting response to have? So when you are going through this week, pay attention to what comes up for you, what your reactions are. For some people, it's, I don't deserve to be happy. I don't deserve to have joy. Um, For another one, they're overrun with so many automatic negative thoughts that it's crowding out any kind of happy thoughts. For some people, for a lot of us, we are, um, I think that happiness is a choice, and a lot of times it's just kind of habits. And so you may discover that you've got some negative thinking habits going on, and this wonderful free experience and experiment hopefully will set you free from that path. And the reason it's a 10 to 12-week journal, a 10 to 12-week course, is to hopefully establish some new mindsets and new habits for ourselves as we go along. Amina, do you have any questions about that? No, I just, I love that. And I love the reminder of just asking uh, what brings you joy. I know a lot of times when I'm talking to people, one of one of my favorite things is those people are making lists or just just even as you're contemplating this question, sometimes things come up that we just haven't done in a really long time. Like, oh, I really used to love to paint. And I can't remember the last time I just allowed myself to pull out the easel, pull out the canvas, pull out my oil paints, pull out the brushes, and just take a minute, not even to actually get in and paint, but even just to hold the brush and just to remember or to take a look at an old painting that I have. And so really this week it's just it's about asking yourself that question about what brings you joy and allowing yourself just a moment to even contemplate that. No action is necessary. If you um using that example with the painting, sometimes just remembering how much you love to paint or oh that paint class I went to or that art museum I walked through and I saw that beautiful painting. That's enough just those those two minutes to think about something that can take you into that joyful state. So really just um, looking at the situation, thinking about what brings me joy. And then sometimes also one of the things that I notice in my day-to-day life is there's a lot of things in things I do every day. For example, my morning coffee ritual. 
I love just sitting at the kitchen table and easing into my day and drinking my cup of coffee. One of my most joyful times of the day. But sometimes I don't really consciously think about that unless I'm asking myself that question about what brings me joy. And it's kind of surprising that even if we're not, quote, unquote, trying to find joy in the day, there are a lot of things that we just not automatically do, kind of what you said, Rebecca, the habits, the happy habits that we have. There are some happy habits we've created in our life that just lead to joy that maybe we don't acknowledge all the time that are there. And you mentioned, too, that for you at a particular time in your life, simplicity brought you joy. But, for example, it isn't always the case because joy changes all the time. For example, I was just flying down um, to Los Angeles, and when I checked in for my flight, they said, would you like to upgrade to first class for an extra $129? Anyway, so I let myself say yes, and I experienced so much joy around it. The whole day, getting ready for the flight, I, I wore nicer clothes, I put on my makeup, I fixed my hair, I was so happy going to the airport. I loved the whole experience. I watched the movie. So in that instance, uh, it was the first class experience, not necessarily a simple experience that brought me joy. And that the idea is that noticing the joy opportunities all around you and being able to say thank you for them and yes to them. And that's kind of a powerful uh, shift in thinking as well, allowing yourself these things. Absolutely. I love that. So, Rebecca, walk me through, walk all of us through, how to uh, use the journal. So I know we've already been getting questions on Facebook. Is there a certain time, a certain way? And um, I know you and I have talked a lot about this. The whole purpose of this journey is joy. So it's like you said earlier, for some people, if you don't feel like writing and just contemplating these questions, great. If you feel like waking up every morning with your cup of coffee, as I'm planning to do, and just taking a moment to do this, great. It really is about following your joy. But I was hoping you just walk us through the to-dos and then the questions and just any tips or ideas you have on how um, – how you've seen this best used in your own experience. Well, thank you. One of the biggest benefits of Joy Journal is positive self-fulfilling prophecy. And so it's designed that I particularly like to do it in the morning. And it's just kind of my, my personality anyway, that I have a better day if I can have a slower start to the day. I'm not a, a big morning person, so I like to get a cup of chai, you know, a sugar bomb junkie chai, and I like to kind of like journal or ask myself these questions because I have then put myself on a positive path for the day where I am more likely to experience positive self-fulfilling prophecy. And if any of you are uh, not aware of what that concept is, it's Here's, let me give you an example of a negative self-fulfilling prophecy. You wake up in the morning and you don't feel great and you've decided right then, oh my God, today's going to be such a bad day. Today is such a hard day. And it's almost like a chance for you that day. Oh, I'm so tired today. I don't feel well. I'm sick today. That's an example of a negative self-fulfilling prophecy and it's very powerful. So I decided for myself, I try to give myself positive expectations of what my day is going to be like. 
And that's one of the reasons I created it as a journal with the lines to fill in. So, for example, if you look at Monday for week one, you've read the idea in the beginning, just two short pages of what brings you joy. So approach it as an experiment in your life where you're not tied to any particular outcome. You're just open to the experience and to uh, seeing what happens for you, what you feel, what you experience. And then each morning, I like to do it in the morning if I can, I'll ask myself, I'm reading through it, it says, what joyful things, you know, am I looking forward to today? Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to relaxing and watching this particular TV show. I'm looking forward to brainstorming with one of my children. I'm looking forward to spending time with my friend. And so I write those down and see how I've kind of slowed down the clock because we move so fast and at such a crazy pace. I have now slowed things down, and I've told my self-conscious, these are the things I really want to pay attention to today. These are the things that I really want to stop and smell the roses and enjoy today. And if I was to rewrite um, Joy Journal uh, now, uh, question number two is, what brought you joy today? The idea in the beginning is that I would, jo- I would journal in the beginning of the day and at the end of the day. And I found that at least for myself, it really wasn't very uh, realistic or even that necessary. So if I was to redo Joy Journal now, knowing what I know now, I would change that question for all of you. And I would say, what will bring me joy today? And then, you know, write down a few thoughts about that. And then here, too, it says, did you experience any joy killers today? I would almost switch that, too. And if you're doing this just in the morning, it's like, are you anticipating that there are some joy killers out there today that you kind of want to be aware of? And let's take a moment to talk about joy killers. And I like even the whole phrase of it because it makes me kind of smile. But there are some people that are joy killers. There are some um, circumstances that are kind of joy killers for you. And that's a really powerful awareness for you too. Like, oh, I might have to um, gear myself up before I spend time with that person because I notice that when I'm done with them, I don't really feel very good. So maybe you come up with some ways of shortening that time or just kind of being aware of it. So this week as you are journaling too, to be aware of not only what brings you joy, but what are the joy killers in your life too? Because maybe some of them you are doing automatically and you can get rid of them out of your life completely. Um, You know, maybe it's a certain way of running your day or doing your dishes at a particular time, or maybe you even find out that you don't like your job or something like that. But pay attention to what are the joy killers in your life too, because those are really important. Um, because you may just be doing them by habit, not even realizing that they're kind of wrecking your day, your week, your month, maybe even you know, getting you off the joy path for your life. And you don't have to just take that for granted. You can do something about it. And then one of the most powerful parts of the whole journey, of the whole journal and the whole journey for us, is what are you grateful for today? In my own life, that was one of the biggest differences between my sister and I and my siblings, why we were able to um, heal from the crummy childhood and be able to create happy, successful lives for ourselves is that we spend so much time every day looking for things to be grateful for. And I know that in our group, we have a lot of people who shared some of their joy challenges. So for example, 
uh, if you're experiencing ill health, um, one, of the, one of the tricks is try to find something, some part of your health that is working for you and really focus on that and being grateful for that. Now, it can be hard if out of 10 things, eight of them are kind of hard and two of them are really good. But I'm encouraging you, focus on those two because I do believe that whatever you focus on, you get more of that. So if you focus on the lack in your life or the ill health in your life or the unhappiness in your life, that's what you're going to see. Um, Here's a really interesting example for you about that, that self-fulfilling prophecy and you get more of what you look for. I was uh, racing downtown to get my hair done. And normally I consider myself that I have really good parking karma. I even found a parking place in front of the Eiffel Tower. I've got really good parking karma. But one day I was going in to have my hair done, and it was a crowded downtown area. And for a minute, I the negative, automatic negative thought was, oh, I'm never going to find a parking spot today. It's noon. It's downtown. So, of course, when I looked around me, I didn't see any parking spots at all. And I was all pushed out of shape. There's no parking spots for me. But then I stopped. I paused and I said, wait a minute, I've got really good parking karma. And when I shifted that thinking, I looked in front of me and there was an empty parking spot ahead of me all that time and I never even saw it. I didn't notice it because I didn't expect to see it. And that is a really powerful idea for you to take with you this week. Another game I play with myself around abundance is that I had a fear of money. Um, I thought that rich people were bad people and that if I um, had money in my life, people wouldn't like me or somehow, you know, money as filthy lucre or as something bad. So I wanted to shift that thinking for myself. So every day when I would go out walking, I, the game I played with myself, I would see pennies or nickels along the way. And I would pick it up with a big smile on my face, and I said, the universe is just throwing money at me. And I would put that in my pocket, continue my walk, and I stored all those up in a little plastic bag. And it really did shift my thinking, because every day while I was out on a walk, I would see something, you know, a dollar, a penny, or something. And the positive, self-fulfilling prophecy I was setting up for myself was that, the universe or God or whatever perspective it is that you come from is just throwing money at me. And of course, I began to experience that. So that is part of the approach I would love for you to take with Joy Journal this week. Slow down and build up a wonderful habit and system of positive self-fulfilling prophecy for yourself and also looking for things to be grateful for the whole day. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever read Viktor Frankl's book um, about the meaning of life. And he was in a concentration camp. And he saw that the people in the concentration camp had different experiences. Either they were, either they survived it or they were really beaten down by it. And the people who survived it, the more intact emotionally and spiritually, were the ones who found some purpose and some good in it you know, ways that they could help other people or they were finding things to be grateful for even in horrific circumstances. So I think that that has been one of the keys to my own success and happiness in life. And I think it's a really key idea for you to test out for yourself 
to find things to be grateful for. And remember, approach this whole week, too, and share it on our group. How does how do you feel differently this week kind of playing with this joy experiment, looking for what brings you joy, what derails you from joy? What is it in your life that you already have to be grateful for? And then if you would share that with Amina and I in our Facebook group, because I think it's really helpful for everyone, and I would sure love to um, hear about your experiences. That's beautiful, Rebecca. So um, one of the things that I noticed, I, I went ahead and did my joy journal this morning just as I was preparing. So there's, there's a couple of uh, tips in terms of how I was filling this up. So if you all open up to week one, what brings you joy, if you have your joy journal, and if you don't, on your, you're following along on a Kindle or PDF, you can be looking to this. If you have the paper copy, um, one of the things I did in the top right corner was just put today's date up there. I put in 5-8-2017, and then I put in on joyful things I'm looking for today, obviously our first joy journal call. You all have been hearing me talk, those of you who know me, you've been hearing me talk about this and know how excited I am to jump into this. Um, we've also been having a ton of rain in Illinois, so I wrote a nice, warm, sunny day so I can go for my walk. I've been walking in pouring rain, which has its own joy in it, but I prefer to go on dry walks. And so that's what I put in there. And then I went over to the left-hand side to do my to-dos. So I always have a running to-do list, um, a post-it note list that I keep right next to me. But since we're doing this joy journal, after I answered that question, I went over and did my to-dos. And one of the things I found so interesting was the order of what I put on my to-do list. And there's um, a couple of things on here that, I, I would say it's maybe not my highest joy. I, I won't say they're not joyful. They're just not, you know, the, the most happy thing. A walk would be super happy for me. There's a couple of client emails and some logistics and stuff I need to take care of. That's not my happiest thing. But when I wrote this down, after doing the what I'm looking forward to, after I put the joy journal call in my walk, I was in such a like happy place. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have two really joyful things going on today. And then I put some of my to-dos down, and I, it just didn't seem as heavy. Mm-hmm. It was almost like, okay, I'm going to get these things done, and then after I get that done, I have my walk to look forward to. So that was just an interesting realization I had, but that's what that left-hand side is there to write your, your to-dos for the day. And just it'll be curious, you know, next week when we have our call, we can ask you all about it and be curious to see what experience you all have as you follow this process. And, Rebecca, I might, um, I might just try doing the, the questions at the end of the day, too, what brought you joy and experienced joy killers. It sounds like the way you set it up, we can do it either way, kind of be looking forward to the day or come after. But I think it'll be really interesting um, for me to see if I did actually, you know, the things I thought were going to bring me joy, sometimes they're not always the things that bring me joy. Sometimes something else gets delivered to me so mm-hmm. unexpected, a beautiful moment, so unexpected and so no way I could have planned it that comes in there. So um, that's how I'm going to play this week. And just to reiterate, we got a lot of amazing examples of what's coming up in the weeks to come about the universe throwing money to you and you get what you see. This week is really simple. Just what brings me joy? What, what would bring me joy in this moment? If you're in a moment that doesn't feel so joyful, 
is there something I can do in this moment that would make me feel 1% more joyful? Now, one of the things that Rebecca said that I really want to reiterate here, um, and I've seen in my experience, this is not about walking around 24-7 in joy. There's, I'm still going to be sending some logistics emails out to the client, and there's probably a lot of things I would rather be doing or would be more joyful than that for me. So there are some things that in my life, too, that need to be done that are not in and of themselves joyful. But even as I was writing this to-do list, I thought, well, this will be nice to reconnect with Steve. And, you know, what is it that I can do? How can I address my email in such a way that will bring me a little bit of joy? You know, maybe I can ask how his weekend was because that's fun for me. Now, that might not be fun for you or fun for everybody else, but it really is just about finding a way to sprinkle. I like the word sprinkle. Sprinkle a little joy on the things that you have to do today. And if there are some things that you're doing today that no matter how wonderful your imagination is, there's no sprinkling of joy in that, that's okay. There'll be something else for you to sprinkle joy on for that day. Um, but yeah, this week's just about the, the aware, a shift in focusing on joy, even as you're thinking about your to-do list. How great would the world be if every time somebody looked at their to-do list, they thought, what part of this is going to be joyful? We would just create a whole world movement of joy if everyone just asked themselves that one question every day. So that oh, is I- your invitation this week. That's the invitation that we're, Rebecca and I are throwing out to you. What were you going to say, I Rebecca? Would, I would just love to add to that. I really like that. If I could sum up this week and this whole Joy Journal experience, I would say treat it like a learning experience, not like it's a recipe for you to follow. So and that's why I like your idea of doing it in the morning and then in the evening because you're in learning mode. What worked for me today? What didn't work for me today? What have I learned from my experience today that will help me in the future? And I think that that is very powerful. Love it. Love it. So I want to transition us into logistics. But before I do, Rebecca, let me check in with you. Is there anything else you would say about week one before we do that? No, I feel complete. I'm really excited for people to experience this, and I, and I would love to um, read some feedback and hear some feedback about it. I think it's so interesting. And I think that we can help people because we are in a time in history right now where there is a lot of negativity around us. A lot of it had to do with the elections and kind of with terrorism and stuff like that. And sometimes that's all we see is the bad and the stress around us And so I think that this whole joy experience and experiment is really, really important, not only for ourselves, but maybe we can help other people too by experiencing more joy in our own lives. I just think that it has um, bigger importance than just even for our own selves. Love it. So um, just want to do a couple of little housekeeping logistics stuff, and then we will open this up to questions, comments, feedback. For those of you who are just in chat at any point in time, feel free to put your questions in there. Um, I will read them out loud and we will get them answered. Uh, so just know that we can, we can see your, your comments and we can see your questions and we want you to put them out of there. So a few things from logistics. Number one, make sure you are signed up for both the email list 
as well as in the Facebook group. So this is how you know. If you received an email about an hour ago saying the joy call is going to start soon, then you are on the email list. If you have no idea what I'm talking about when I say email list, as soon as this call is over, um, head over to the Facebook group. There is a pinned post. And that's the right at the very top, it'll say pinned post, and there's a link to everything you need to know is in that link. I will also go back in there and um, post the link for the email list. And uh, if you have any questions, I will give you both Rebecca and my emails. Feel free to reach out to us at any time with questions, comments, your stories, your wins. And just one of the things that brings me the most joy is hearing the wonderful, amazing, small, tiny, cupcake joy you experienced today. So please do feel free to reach out to us and, and email us. We would love to hear that. So Rebecca's email is Rebecca at homeschool.com. Correct, Rebecca? That's correct. Like? I, would, I would love to receive emails. Lovely. And mine is joy challenge, all one word, joychallenge2017 at gmail.com. So again, these are in that email. I will post all of this stuff onto Facebook so that you all have this as, as easy access. Um, and I'll go ahead and put that in chat here in just a moment too so you have that. If you don't have a copy of the Joy Journal, please reach out to us and let us know or feel free to order a copy. There's a link to um, Amazon to order that copy as well. If you're not in the Facebook group, the name of the Facebook group is Joy Journal, no, Journaling for Joy, excuse me, Journaling for Joy. Again, if you're on the email, you will have a link to everything that you need to know. But what Rebecca and I will be doing throughout the week is just posting different questions or thought-provoking ideas for you all to comment with on Facebook. So um, check into that group and see what's going on in there and share your thoughts and your experiences. We would love to hear those from you. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about in terms of logistics is uh, creating a call schedule. So as you know, the program is 12 weeks long. We are going to do a call on the Monday of Memorial Day. All of our calls are recorded. So if you can't make the call live, um, don't worry. The, the same link, the Internet link, will take you to the recording of the call and it will be available there to you. And if you want to hear any of the calls over again or if you, there was something you wanted to go back and check on, those are also available to you. So there is a, in the Facebook group, there's actually a file that has, it's a printout that has the phone number and call-in information right at the top and the schedule of what we're going to be talking about each week and the date and time of the call, which is Mondays at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, um, and the whole schedule is there. So that might be a helpful little thing to either have printed out and stick in the front of your Joy Journal. That's where mine is. So I have easy access to it. Um, or just have it downloaded on your computer where you can get to it. The next thing I have on the logistics sheet is a love donation. So as you know, Rebecca and I are doing this Joy Journal program for free, frankly, because this filled both of us up with so much joy. When we had our first conversation, uh, when I talked to Rebecca on the phone and was just talking about the journal, we were both like so excited about the idea of maybe creating something or doing something together or uh, playing with this journal. So uh, we are thrilled and excited to be doing this program, filled with joy to be doing this with you all. 
The reason that I suggest a love donation is uh, for two reasons. First, this is a 12-week program. There are going to be a lot of temptations over summer, 12-week program over summer. There will be a lot of temptations to drop out, miss calls, not catch up on recordings, all of those things. I guarantee all of us have enough things in our life that can take up the attention. What I have found in my experience is sometimes when you put a little bit of money towards something, it has that effect on you where you go, oh, no, I paid for this, so I need to show up and I need to come to this. So this is really a way for both Rebecca and I to offer you all a commitment into this 12-week joy journey. Um, We thought $20 a month was a reasonable amount. We're not trying to break the bank and One of the jokes I like to make is I'm not going on a Hawaiian cruise from the the money I'm I'm gathering from the love donations. So it's more of just that commitment that I have committed to myself to be on this joy journey, and here is the money I've put towards it. The other thing that I've noticed, too, is I do a lot of free programs, um, again, mainly because they bring me so much joy. But I noticed that for some people, when you're getting a lot of free stuff from someone, it becomes a little awkward. It feels like, wow, somebody's giving me and giving me and giving me, and I want to be able to give back. So this is your opportunity also. Rebecca and I are taking our time and our energy and putting all of this together for you. And if that resonates with you and you feel like, hey, I want to be a part of this community. I want this to be a two-way street. This is another way of doing that. So again, the program is free. And the reason that I say that is because there are people out there where this, this is just not the right time to be taking an extra $20 out of the budget and putting it towards this. And I want you to know you are 100% welcome and we are happy you are here, and it's not about the $20. But if that resonates with you, and if that feels like, yes, that is something I want to do, there are some links over here at PayPal. One of them is a link that will, for the next three months, allow you to give $20. I think you can use the way PayPal works, a credit card, or go straight from your bank. Um, and the other, t- the other link is just a one-time link, so you can just use it if you want to Uh, do it all at one time, or if you want to make a smaller donation amount or a larger donation amount, whatever works for you, the links are there for the flexibility for you to do that. So those are a couple of the logistics things I want to cover. Rebecca, did I miss anything, or is there anything you would add to those logistics? No, I think that the whole love donation idea is brilliant. I've never done that before. And the reasons you give for that, it makes so much sense for me because sometimes when we receive something for free, we blow it off. And yeah. we have to, it's a busy world. And I think that I think buying the book um, was part of the commitment. And I think the love donation is too. I think that people will have a better chance of going all the way through the book, all the way through the program, which will hopefully be um, life-changing, is if they somehow make a commitment to it. And I do understand that also kind of the feng shui idea of it as well, of the you're receiving and you kind of want to keep your nice balanced scales by returning that as well. But anyway, that's a neat idea. I mean, I've never done that before, but I understand your mindset with it, and I think it's really smart. Love it. Well, I think that that is all we have for the formal agenda, and I think it would be great to open it up now to hear from you all, questions, thoughts, comments, feedback, anything you all want to talk about. Again, feel free to type in chat, and uh, Rebecca and I will be able to read that out as well. 
Oh, I would love that. I just see that Bonnie also checked in. She's also from my old hometown of Auburn. So this little tiny town has two people in it. Please, everyone, yeah, say say hello and let us know what you're thinking and if there's any particular way that we can help you with that. I would be, it would be so much fun. And I think everybody benefits um, from your questions and your thoughts. So, you know, uh, be brave. <laughs> Okay, I'll go. This is Bonnie. Um, I really like the way you you talked about, oh, I've got this really busy week and because that's what my week is looking like. Oh, it's really, really busy, and that's why I got on the call a little bit late. I was finishing up a consultation. And um, instead of thinking, oh, and, I, and then typically I say, but it's all good, but to really embrace the it's all good, I'm – very blessed to have this really busy week and I can really impact a lot of people with this really busy week so thinking and shifting into joy with that rather than oh I've got this busy week oh that's a good one yeah I I love that too it came up for me I didn't know it's going to be I don't have time to be for joy this week I don't have time to be happy this week it reminds me of Gandhi's comment that when he had a busy day, he says, oh, I'm going to have to meditate three times a day because I have a really busy day. Because that allows you <laughs> to do what it is that you want and need to do. It's an interesting shift in thinking. It keeps you centered. It keeps you in flow so that you can do what you do and actually accomplish more, but do it with more joy and with more flow in your life, with more ease. And I think that that is fascinating. Exactly. Thank you, Bonnie. Love it. Others, questions, thoughts, comments? Oh, Petra is on from Sweden. Hello, Petra. We're having joy connections in chat. I love it. Yeah. Uh, And sometimes maybe, I don't know if you have your connection muted at all, but uh, Petra, if you are there, does that mean that you um, can she communicate with us, or is she um, just on the chat? Yeah, she can communicate with us through the chat. So she's not oh, on the okay. call with us. Yeah, but she can. Okay. And then that goes for everyone in chat. Feel free to write questions, and we can answer them. Ah, uh, yes. So you may need to type them. Exactly. Okay. Well, welcome, Petra. It's so nice. And I, with the time change, too, uh, that makes it probably 10 or 11 p.m. for you in Sweden. Does anyone else have any thoughts or questions that they would like to share, you know, either for yourself or that you think might be um, helpful for the group? I have a question. This is Karen. Go for it, Karen. Um, I'm doing really well with noticing joy throughout the day and a lot of the little things that bring me joy. But I was wondering how and when uh, big things are going to come up, (laughs) the big joys in life. Do the smaller ones lead to that? Uh, That has been my experience, yes, that sometimes – Um, we have a habit of I'll be happy when. I'll be happy when I lose 20 pounds. 
I'll be happy when I earn more money. I'll be happy when I have that love in my life. And um, I think it is kind of a mistake to put off experiencing joy in your now and appreciating your now for something that might happen in the future. So I think that, that what you're doing is the really good habit is that you're, you're looking for what do I have in my life right now that I'm really enjoying, that I'm really grateful for, that I really appreciate, and celebrating those moments. Because think about, think about the wisdom and the logic of that, right? One of the games I play with myself has to do with my weight. It used to be always that, oh, I'll be happy when I lose more weight or I'm more fit. But now every time that thought comes up for me, I gently tap the inside of my wrist. And then I have myself shift my thinking. I go, no, I love my body. The habit I want for myself is that I love and appreciate my body and my weight just as it is right now. And think about what that means. That means that if your weight is higher or if your weight is lower, the habit that you have established for yourself is being happy for yourself just as you are right now. And that has to do with money as well. If your habit is, I am so grateful and appreciative for all the money I have in my life right now, that means that whether you have less money later on or more money, your habit is that you are happy with it just as it is right now. And that really is important because for so many people, they lose the weight and they're still not happy because the not being happy is the daily habit that they have established. Or they win the lottery and it's not enough. Or they get the love of their life and they're still not happy. They get the promotion and they're still not happy. So I believe that happy and joy is a daily choice, a daily practice, a daily muscle that you develop. And the wisdom of that is that you know that no matter what happens in your life, the good and the bad, you're going to be okay. You're going to be happy. So, so Karen, what is, what, is the big, what is the big joy? Do you feel like sharing with us what that big joy is you're looking for? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're good at finding, you're, you're, you're good at, at, at working that, that um, little joy muscle and you're yeah. ready for the big joy to start coming and flowing into your life? Yes. Yes. Okay, so this is, this is what I would say. I agree with everything Rebecca said. I would add to your exercise, your daily exercise, um, some sort of a little affirmation about, uh, okay, so, uh, this, you all will get to know this about me. I am so dorky, and I love that about myself. So this is what's coming up for me as an affirmation. But I am a joy queen. And just mm. starting to recognize that you are, you know, for a lot of people, finding a little bit of, finding those little joys is, that, that's like climbing a mountain for a lot of people. But you've got it. You've, yeah. you've nailed that practice. So really just starting to really affirm in that, you know, joy finds you. You could be hiding under the couch and joy would come and sneak up and find you. And finding those little affirmations, I think, would lead to the big, big joys. Um, and then the second thing I'd say is get clarity on what that big joy is for mm-hmm. you, because you may be actually experiencing it right now and not know. That's happened to me before. Like, oh, wow, this was the moment I was looking for. I was so busy looking for it, I almost missed it. 
Um, so a little bit about that clarity and, and but, but recognize, I mean, that was a big statement you made that I'm, I'm good at the little joys. That's, that's something to be celebrated and appreciated within yourself. Yeah. Well, may, and may I add to that too? And I think that sometimes we're afraid of the big joys, the big accomplishments, the big goals, because they are unfamiliar to us. And I have found visualizing to be really helpful in that way. So, for example, our comfort level is at earning $40,000 a year. So, therefore, 100000 it feels foreign and scary. But if you begin to picture how you're going to feel with that money and what your life will be like with that money, or if it's a weight loss, you're, you're um, comfortable with the body that's 160. So um, even though you want to weigh 150, it feels a little scary and unfamiliar. So once again, using visualizing as your tool to get comfortable with that idea, seeing yourself at 150. How does it feel? How do you move? Um, you know, what kind of clothes do you buy? You know, happy with yourself just the way in your life, just the way you are right now. But using visualize, visualizations to help you get comfortable with the big joys, the big goals, so that you won't um, be afraid of them and, and maybe accidentally not move towards them. I loved it. Thank you so much. So we have a question in chat, and uh, it's, it's from guest eight. I have a lot of work right now marking papers as a teacher, and it's draining me, but it's work that has to be done, and how do I find joy in it? So, Rebecca, I answered in chat, um, you know, see if there's a way to add 1% of joy to the things that you have to do. There's a lot of things um, that we have to do. I know people always ask me, I do my joy program during April, and people always ask me, I have to pay taxes, Amina, and there's no joy in that for me, or doing my taxes, and how do I do that? So instead of trying to make something that you find not joyful, joyful, because that's, that's a big lift. Now, I'm not saying you can't do it. Absolutely can. But that's a big lift. And just say, what is it that would make this 1% better for you? Is there a song you can put on, a, a song mm-hmm. in the background that you can put on that would just, you can just be tapping your toes and, you know, it's not going to fix it, but make it a little bit better. Rebecca, what would you add to that? that question. Yeah, I like, yes, I like what you do. Sometimes taking a break from it. In other words, you're in have-to mode, victim mode. You probably have a lot of automatic negative thoughts going on about it. I hate this. I have to do this. I'm so tired. I'm under so much pressure. I'm so much overwhelmed. Is we don't know how many of these negative thoughts are running through our head. So I like to break the pattern. So I, for me, I, I try to recognize, oh, I am not having fun with this. I'm in forcing it mode. And I just walk around the block. So especially when I'm writing a book a lot of times, I find that if I just take a few minutes, if I just take a little break away from the grading of the papers, from writing on the chapters, from washing the dishes, I come back with a lighter air about it and I end up making up for that time that I was away from it, getting more done more easily, more quickly, and with a better heart. So figure out what it is that works for you. Is it the putting the music on or is it taking a break, taking a walk around, shifting gears, maybe just getting up to get uh, some water, but something to get you off of that particular um, negative path and take a break from it and then allow yourself to get back on a, a better, more positive path. Wonderful. 
Well, we are right at the top of the hour, so this is what I'd like to invite. I think we should go ahead, Rebecca, and close out today's call. But you all, I did post our email addresses in here. So again, as things come up, as you're going through this journey, questions, comments, wins, shares, please, please, please do email us, reach out to us. Uh, Both Rebecca and I would love to hear from you. Um, We will also be posting information in the Facebook group. So make sure you're in that group and make sure you're checking in there daily. And remembering this week's theme, what brings you joy? Just finding a way to sprinkle a little bit of joy into whatever you're doing this week. And uh, the little joys, the big joys, the little joys that lead to big joys, just sprinkling some in there. Rebecca, what would you say in closing? Yeah, I love that too. And recognizing that I, I would encourage you, do it for five days or seven days. Because if I had, when I did my experiment, day one, what brought me joy was pizza and rest. So if I, I could have jumped to the conclusion that, oh, every day I just need pizza and rest, that's my secret to happiness. No, it wasn't it. The next day, what brought me joy was getting a whole bunch done and writing, you know, checking things off my list and being super productive and going for a long walk. If I had stopped there, I would have thought, okay, pizza and being productive, though that's the recipe, that's the secret to success. So I would encourage you, do it for about five days. I think it will give you a bigger picture of, you know, what does joy look like for you, the yin and the yang, the flow of joy and not joy in your life. So really play with that this week and treat it like it's a learning experiment. Um, You're just finding out for yourself what works and doesn't work for you. And there's no pressure at all of following a particular recipe or having a particular outcome. Remember, let's let's approach it joyfully and just have fun with the whole experience. Love it. All right, you all. We will see you next Monday. Same bat channel, same bat place. Until then, have a wonderfully joyful week. And thank you all for joining us live. And for those of you listening to the recording, We look forward to hearing from you, too. And have a great week, you all. Thank you, everyone. Talk to you next week. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.